America After Midnight is a series of sonic dramas exploring the dark corners of our national consciousness. The following podcast contains adult themes and strong language. Listener discretion is advised. Somewhere in the American heartland, two backpackers seek refuge in a remote 24-hour diner, hoping for some warmth and a hot meal. What they find is a short-order cook slowly losing his mind and a bottomless hunger that will never be sated. It must be two fucking degrees. With the wind, easy. For the record, that's the last train I'm jumping. That was too close. What was that look? It's not a look. You just gave me a look. Hey, my hand is throbbing. I'm My stomach's growling. I'm exhausted, and we barely escaped from some sadistic hobo or whatever the fuck that was. So just get out of my face. It's nothing personal. Let's just sit at that table. We'll just shove the dishes aside. Busboy probably left. The place like this? You obviously never worked in a restaurant before. Ugh, I could never deal with that. What? Being a busboy. Cleaning up all those dirty plates, dirty forks, knives. All these little pieces of metal. Been in people's mouths. Spoons thick with throat germs. Plates full of smeared ketchup and crust of bread. Old hamburger buns. Soggy from all the grease, sitting on the plates like they just died there. If I was a busboy, I'd definitely wear like latex gloves or something, some something like that. I am all about barrier protection. At least we know the food's good. Why? Clearly at some point during the day, this place was packed with customers. Maybe it hit all at once. Some huge, psychotic food rush. Like for some reason, some unexplained madness overtook hundreds of people from all over the country. And they all, in this strange, numb state, got into their cars and drove here. Some traveled for days, weeks even, not clearly understanding what was going on. And they're hungry. They're ravenous. They're just starving. Like they've never starved before. They're like that soccer team that crashed in the Andes. They're like the Donner Party. Remember those dudes? I love the Donner Party. In this place, maybe we're wrong. Maybe... Maybe it's usually empty. It's just some brinky-dink trucker diner that never gets any business at all but a line of cars appears in the distance like some huge mechanical python. And they jam the parking lot and line up against the dirt road. And all the people who were mashed into those cars for all that time come barging in here. They must eat. And they've already been telling their bodies and stomach to hold back for days. They've actually lost weight on their journey, but now they're here. And this huge appetite is unleashed. They order like demons, like 
possessed monsters. And the waitress, she keeps shoving tickets up on the wheel, a crazed look in her eyes. And outside, a river of cars still arriving. No parking anymore. Fist fights erupt because there's no hostess taking names for the next available seat. And in the kitchen, sweating, heart pounding, getting overwhelmed, is the cook. Poor fucking cook, just standing there like a deer in the headlights, watching as the food burns, as the customers become more crazed, as the waitress tries to hold off a mob with a butter knife. Right. The waitress probably passed out in the break room. Hey, there's menus on that table. Gracias. And... What's this? Your tip for the evening. Put it back. Why? No games, just do it. Someone might have seen you. Who? Nobody saw me. Just come on. We've gotten zero service. For that, a punishment must be handed out. That's like the bedrock of capitalism. I'm telling you, nobody saw. There's nobody here to see. You worry too much. And you fuck around too much. I fuck around exactly the right amount. I've made an art out of it. is full of flies. So it is. I didn't notice before. Why is that? Who gives a shit? Look at the menu. Pick something out. I think flies slept at night. Let's see. That's good. They got your basic American chow. Don't they? Got themselves a south of the border section. Because they don't really live for a short amount of time and they start to shut down or the temperature does something to them. Hey, read what they put on the nachos. We could split that. That's why when it's hot, you get flies everywhere. Stop talking about flies. The world doesn't care about flies. They're all the dirty dishes. Huh. You see? No big. Look at the plates. Most of the food is half eaten, but some's barely touched. Where are you going? Gonna see what's what. Ah. Uh, hmm. Nothing. Good idea. Just poke your head around in the kitchen. Then come back. Yeah. Shit! What are you doing here? How long have you been there? Thought you saw me. Did you see my friend back there? Yeah, we bumped into each other. What's he doing? Asked to use the crapper. Gave him the key. So, like, where's the waitress? We're closed. But outside, the sign... Oh, forgot to turn it off. Been closed for hours. What about all these dirty tables and stacks of dishes? I do the final busing. They save money by letting the Mexican kid go home early. Sound like they pay him even a minimum wage, so I don't know what the deal is. They give this kid a buck an hour? Serious. One dollar. Did I call him a kid? Guy's gotta be 35 or something. Got four children to take care of. They live in a cave outside of town. No running water, nothing. They eat spam and crackers, reheat leftovers from this place over a little fire. He stays up late, drinking some homemade hooch, dancing to that weird polka-type Mexican music on a little fuzzy transistor radio. See, I've gone up there with him to party. Yeah, we're kind of friends. 
the waitresses, they call him Nacho Belgrande. Because one of them saw him changing in the break room and said, this guy, Mr. Belgrande, is just hung like a Tijuana mule. And Mr. Belgrande smiles at him. See, he doesn't speak too much English. Yeah, they think he's just this nice, benevolent immigrant. But he's not. Why do you say that? I pay attention. See, I think he's got his own agenda. I think he's here in this country with the willpower to get what he wants. Think anyone tough enough to move his family to a strange land and live in a cave is made of something just a tad stronger than one of those Wall Street pussies with a thousand dollar suit and cell phone, you know? Uh, maybe I should try to see yeah, if my if friend... I was Mr. Belgrande, you know what I'd do? Not a clue. I'd probably just come in here someday and rob the place. Hell, probably worse. I'd steal tips. I'd take money off the tables, I'd hide it, and I'd save up the stolen money, and I'd buy me a machete. I'd come into this place, and I'd hack everyone who works here. Hack them up to pieces. And I'd deep fry their hearts. Maybe I'd even bread them like fish sticks. Then I'd serve them as the special of the day. Uh, I'd even kill me if I was him. Seriously, because you can't trust anyone. So just to be safe, if I were him, I'd make sure I killed me. You know what? Uh, I'm gonna go find my friend. Told you, he's in the john. Sit tight. Do you mind? Uh... Doesn't this make you sick? This... These dishes... So much left behind. I guess. You stop to think about how much food we throw out. It could make you cry. Yeah, right. You know, all those newspaper people, people you read about, they're real. You gotta remind yourself, though, because it's easy to forget. Those kids with the pig stomachs. Big heads and little everything else. I mean, they look like baby birds. But they're not supposed to. They got flies crawling in their mouths, on their faces, in their eyes, and in their nostrils. But they can't do shit about it because they're so weak. Mr. Belgrande, you know, he's the first newspaper person I ever actually met in real life. Sure. And just like Mr. Belgrande, all those other newspaper people would risk it all to be here. But the people who already are here, they eat like gods and don't even finish their plates. They leave life giving sustenance to the flies. I read that whole thing is unhealthy. The pressure to finish your plates, it leads to obesity. Like with kids, when you won't let them go play until they eat their peas or whatever. That's what gives people eating disorders. You should only eat until you're full, medically speaking. And that's just what I read. Who knows, though? So, can we get something? Or, I mean, is the grill turned off? Can, can we get some food? Will that be a problem? No, I'll fix you up. 
Thank you. Really. You haven't said what you guys are doing out here. Traveling. Hitching around. Sometimes, like tonight, we'll hop a train, which doesn't always work out. That's how we ended up here. Hey, mind if I smoke? Not inside. Come on, you're closed. Sorry. Well, I need some Nick. So, uh, when my friend gets out of the bathroom, tell him I'm out there. Uh, hey, where's my... Smoking. She said she didn't mind if I sat here with you. Didn't order yet, did she? Can we still get something? I think one of the waitresses wanted to fuck Mr. Belgrande. Mr. who? Thing is, Mr. Belgrande is a major family man. If he wasn't, I imagine he would have left the wife and kids somewhere in Mexico. Then come over to make the money. It's easier that way. The waitress, as I understand it, was very shocked at being rebuffed. Couldn't understand how this dishwasher could turn her down. There you are. That was a very bad idea. Way, way too cold. Drop since we've been here. I'll be back with your food. Did you order for both of us? Uh, I didn't order at all. Great. This guy's bugging big time. What do you think we should do? I don't know. I mean, it's cold, but... You can't even stand out there five minutes for a smoke. You want to wander around in the dark and what? Sleep out there? Not in the plant. Okay, but still... I don't dig this place. Mello, we play our cards right. Maybe we can crash here until morning. Okay, okay, here it comes. Here we are, on the house. All-American meatloaf? And that's a chilly yeah, size... Right. Taffy. This is a good, honest meal. Thought you were hungry. What's your problem? I thought you needed sustenance. Yeah, and you're not helping. You're surrounded by food. Try dirty dishes. Mr. Belgrande and his family devour food like this every night. And they're happy for it. They pray to God for a feast like this. You said we could order. I said I'd let you eat. Okay, let's go. You're not leaving until you eat what's on your plate. from his throat opened up to the cave and i knew something was wrong they usually had music playing or his kids would be out front throwing rocks or whatever but there was nothing i get there and i hear the flies first the flies everywhere and then their bodies mashed broken open heads like ruined melons sprayed along the ground, dripping, sinking into the soil. Someone attacked them, which I, with I, 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 I don't, I don't know. Uh, baseball bats, golf clubs, sticks. Don't know. But he's dead. He's dead. His wife, his kids, dogs, or coyotes, or whatever. Creatures had gotten into them. Their bodies uh, torn, spilled around like bags of groceries. Everything, insides, scattered around, fought over, and wedged in the mouth of Mr. Del Grande was a wadded up, fast 
food bag, black with gore. But I could just make out the logos, color. Someone was trying to be funny. Now, I think we owe something to him and his family, to their spirits. I think the least we can do, the least we can do is enjoy the wealth they risk their lives to attain. If we don't, then we don't deserve it anymore. If we don't, I, I think we anger the gods. If we don't take advantage of all we've gotten through, just luck, luck of being born here, then we give the gods free reign to think up any kind of punishment they want. Any disease, any disaster, any nightmare. Now, clean the plates, eat your peas, and always say grace. Feast of Famine, written and directed by Matt Pelfrey, starring Emma Wagner, Patrick Cannon, and Chris Pataki. This podcast was recorded at Point Park University's Center for Media Innovation.